Hi, this is Jesse, your host, and welcome to a new episode of Marketing Talks by OSB. Today, I have Akram Badreddin with me. Hello, Akram. Hi, thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about unlocking brand equity. But let me say first that you're not just a marketing consultant, but also you are a transformative global leader, a business leader with a strong growth commercial mindset, having actually worked and lived in Cyprus, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, UAE, Lebanon, and Canada. Uh, you covered more than 30 markets during your career between Middle East and African and the African region. And you have successfully managed large cross-functional teams across a wide range of iconic consumer goods, uh, categories like Pepsi and Philip Morris and a lot, a lot of more uh, brands. But today we're going to talk about brand equity because, you know, sometimes marketers they forget about the maybe the fundamentals and they just focus on what's happening in terms of trends around us, what's hot and new. Uh, tell me first, what do we mean literally by brand equity and if it's just the financial value of the brand or there's a wider scope for that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, brand, brand equity today is, if I want to simplify it, it's brand value. And it really means what consumers really perceive your brand. Yes. and how much they're willing to pay for it at a premium and at a price. Um, so in a nutshell, if I want to really simplify it, that's what brand equity is. Um, and why, why is brand equity so important for marketeers or in general in a, lot of, in a lot of companies is because that's where you're able to increase your market share, create value, uh, and at the same time find ways to improve your top line quality growth and generate um, profits. But it also gives you an opportunity to have your loyal consumers to continue uh, buying from you. And then you're able to even stretch the brand uh, in different ways. Um, and an example would be, that I always give, is uh, Big Pens, if you know, if you know Big Pens. Uh, it's a reliable, sustainable pen. It's very inexpensive. However, because they have a very strong, solid brand equity, they were able to actually venture into uh, what I would say, um, lighters and razors. Other competitors of them weren't able to do that due to the fact that they have very strong brand equity. So I that's have a, one that's, now. That's an example. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good example. So they were able to venture into other into other categories. Listen, and uh, can we uh, can we say the top three big brands around the world having the highest brand equity are? Probably, uh, my, uh, according to Brand Finance, that's one of the source that I looked at, probably would be Google, Apple, and Amazon. Those are probably the top three in the world, which have the, and they keep, you know, changing, you know, changing the ranking. But I am, to my knowledge, those are the top three. Okay. Yeah. And does brand awareness help with brand equity? Absolutely. Um, because you definitely invest in, you know, how you invest. The first thing we actually do is try to invest in creating awareness and then creating some sort of engagement with the, with the consumer to eventually get them to be loyal consumers. And brand awareness, definitely, the stronger brand awareness you have, whether top of mind awareness or spontaneous awareness, yes. that definitely translates to a stronger brand equity. That's one of the elements that looks into brand equity. Okay, and when and, and here, what's the role of branding in brand awareness? Can we just say maybe the logo, the packaging, the labels, um, or it's yeah. just more than that? No, I think it's it's also that's part of it. Um, but to add, to add to it, it's also a way of how you identify yourself among your consumers and how can you continue um, having your source of business and your other consumers seeing you and in, in, in in how you talk and what, are, what I call brand assets. Branding is very important because at the end of the day, um, you're getting closer to the consumer or getting closer to the source of business. 
and it's a way of verbalizing the brand and how you want consumers to identify you with. Um, and that's why it also improves your loyalty, your loyal consumer base to become fans of, of your brand. So branding is an extremely important element uh, in the marketing world. And do we need brand managers to keep up on that, uh, uh, if, let's say, this brand awareness? Do we need brand managers to really look into the involvement uh, or the impact? Yeah, I mean, brand managers are part of the team, uh, if you want to see the big picture. But brand managers today, their role is to live the brand and love the brand and to leave a legacy behind the brand. That's yes. what I always tell brand managers to do. Um, and also to implement, I mean, the brand manager's role is to implement um, the actual calendar, brand plan calendar, and how that is actually embedded into the overall marketing department. Um, it's also extremely important for brand managers is to also keep their finger on the pulse. In other words, that they need to continue measuring um, what they're performing, what they're investing in, and change course as and when needed. Um, but brand managers definitely is part, uh, one, of their, one of their responsibilities and accountabilities is definitely the branding uh, part of their brand. And let's talk about brand activation a little bit here. And yeah. maybe you could give us some examples. Sure, uh, brand activation. We've, we've, I've had the opportunity to work with, um, with you know, big iconic brands that were pretty active in, in brand activation, whether it was in motorsports, whether it was in music. And the objective here, why, the, why we move into brand activation is simply to engage with, um, I would say the younger population and because they're probably their, your, your next generation, that they would be loyal fans for you. Um, and also brand activation helps a lot in strengthening brand equity by focusing a lot on um, engaging with your consumers, becoming much more consumer centric, much more closer to them, and be very good in how you want to um, inject uh, dynamism to the brand and being progressive. And most importantly, to be in tune with, uh, with the younger generation. Um, especially, you know, people that are at the age of 18 to 22, 18 to 24. These are definitely, you know, your GZs or your millennials, for example. And these would yeah. be your consumers for the next 10, 15 years. Uh, and that's, and what really, really taps on is brand affinity. Um, how can you increase your brand affinity? And these are our activations, are nice platforms to boost your affinity and, and eventually to boost your, your sales in a, in a, in a way. So tell me now, what are some of the ways that brands can differentiate themselves uh, from the competition, given this intense world where everybody can see everything online? Um, one of the ways where brands differentiate themselves is when they talk about brand language, their positioning, um, their way of approaching the consumers from a pricing perspective, from a, you know, um, you, from a completely unique selling proposition, what's the brand promise yes. and how they verbalize themselves. Uh, so these are some of the ways where, you know, they distinguish themselves. Um, and also sometimes, you know, um, they focus a lot on pricing, you know, and that's, that's a crucial part in the, in the marketing world. And one of the four P's or the eight P's that you want to call it today. Yeah. Um, so um, that's definitely an element. And I can give you an example. Um, for, you know, we used to work with a company called, you know, with Japan Tobacco, where we used to over gratify the consumer. Um, and one, one of the, one of the, another example I can give you would be, uh, let's take uh, Japanese cars. Yeah. Or Korean cars. What they do is they over, always over gratify the consumer. Uh, they, with the same price, but you can get much more in terms of quality. Mm. And this is where one of the way examples where you're able to deposition yourself from the competition and you're able to over gratify and it's an example of how you stand out um, from, from that perspective. 
And what about the consumer goods? Now, you gave us an example of cars. I think uh, most of your career was around consumer goods. Yes. How much innovation is important in, in FMCG? In, uh, innovation is an accelerator for, and it complements marketing. And innovation is uh, an opportunity to improve your top line. Some work, some don't work, but it's part of the process. Um, and uh, in a lot of innovations that we've launched, um, a lot of them worked, and, but also a lot of them failed. Uh, and on the short term, they give you a lot of advantage because. Can you they, tell us why they failed? Yes. Those who failed. Yes, uh, it's part of the culture. You know, uh, ah. it doesn't mean that uh, it's a bad thing. I mean, it's it's part of the process. Okay. So if you fail, it's okay. But at least they've tried. But on the long term, on the big picture, they actually add more to 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 the to the purpose. Okay. Uh, because they are able to inject uh, dynamism to the brand and add halo effect to the brand, even if it's a short term thing. And in some cases, we used to launch uh, innovation only in key markets. And if it works as a pilot test or a test mm. tube, then we roll it out across other markets. Mm. But in, in, in on the long term, they're always uh, always nice to see as a, to see that from a big picture perspective, they always add halo effect to the brand. Mm -hmm. So here they innovate maybe also in terms of uh, line extensions. Yes, you have line extensions. Uh, you can have innovations in line extensions, um, whether it's vertical line extension or a horizontal line extension. Um, and that's also important because also that also strengthens brand equity. Uh, these line extensions, if you have a solid brand equity, then you can go vertical. Mm. Uh, but line extensions can also be horizontal. For example, Pepsi to Diet Pepsi to Pepsi Max or Pepsi Black. These okay. are line extensions that are horizontal. And I've had cases where we've actually launched brands that were vertical line extensions. But I always also give the good example is Toyota, for example, although it's a car industry, um, because of their solid performance as a brand, they were able to dictate a vertical price uh, with Lexus. Mm. And that's because they have strong uh, brand equity. Mm. Uh, so they were able to go up on a vertical line extension. Yeah. So this is just an example. Yep. So here they are optimizing their portfolio in, into those extensions, right? Absolutely. And this will help a lot in, in expanding and making a, a bigger impact on the brand equity. Amazing. Now let's jump a little bit to online shopping. Sure. How much is important brand equity when it comes to online shopping? Because, you know, especially in consumer goods, uh, of course, more than cars, people nowadays uh, are shopping online, especially also after the pandemic. So tell me more or uh, and tell me more also about the algorithm. How does it help us in tracking data? Absolutely. I mean, um, the beauty about this is that, you know, after the pandemic, things accelerated. You know, we um, digital accelerated a lot of things in the way we do business and the way, the way we live our lives. And, mm -hmm. I, and it's, it's, it's consumers today, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's convenience. They're interested in buying something sure. online and it's and especially with the younger population. Um, and it's also an opportunity as marketeers to uh, I change course as and when needed because everything now is scientific. <clears throat> And because of digital, so you're able to get insights uh, on the spot. Yes. Um, and and at the same time, you're able to to change course as and when. But also in the meantime, you're able to increase your sales um, or it's do surgical approach when it comes to part of your communication. So you understand who your loyal customers are. Yeah. So online shopping is definitely something on the rise, and it will continue to evolve. And so here, is it important to promote? Uh, especially online because you know once you see the ads you click on them you end up buying so if there are no promotions to those companies that still have a chance uh, to get those clicks and absolutely yeah. uh, generating leads and conversions um, definitely but you know the more you go surgical in terms of your approach because it's a different it's a, it's, it's, it's a wide spectrum you know um, and 
sometimes uh, you need to really have strong insights and listening tools and proper playbooks uh, to institutionalize what you're actually doing, what you're actually measuring. Mm. Uh, and that has to be on, done on a, on a frequent basis. Definitely. Need, yeah. yeah, the analytics. Yeah, the analytics is crucial because you need to understand what, the, what, 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 what you're investing in uh, as a marketing and what you're getting in return and how can you optimize that. So technology here is to our favor, no? If we if we play it right and we check those analytics, this will help us, no? Absolutely, uh, technology is in our favor. But as a marketeer also, I'm coming from consumer goods background, what's very important is definitely technology. The more digital you go, in my opinion, sometimes you need to go, the more analog you need to go. Um, and digital is definitely an, impor an, an important platform, um, but also analog is very important because sometimes majority of your consumers today still would like to go see and 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 feel and and do sampling and, and taste yes. the product uh, so definitely sometimes we get carried away as marketeers and we move directly into digital but sometimes we need to take a step back and also do analog and and and, and, and do the traditional uh, touch points listen uh, do you know or can you tell us what what is your favorite which one is your favorite brand one of my favorite brands when it is, when it comes to that uh, implementation yeah. yeah that's a great question uh, one of my favorite brands is nike nike and the reason why i say nike is um they don't sell shoes or they don't sell you know clothes sport clothes apparel what they do actually sell is attitude and they sell positive attitude uh, can do attitude just do and, it <laughs> and the way they they if they've evolved their marketing is great and the way they inject innovation is really really interesting and their storytelling is amazing mm. uh, with their content creation and they're always compelling in in in, in finding ways to um, evolve can we say now that if a company uh, don't really focus on the analytics on brand equity uh, would that be a mistake or that would be a challenge for them to keep up with the market um, in, 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 in big corporations that I've actually had the, you know, the opportunity to work with, they do, in, they do value marketing. And for me, marketing is probably the mother of all sciences or social science. Uh, and it's an art at the same time. It's very digital. Uh, and it's becoming much more scientific. Uh, but definitely marketing and innovation are probably the key um, departments for any business um, in order for them to evolve. Because what, what is marketing today? Uh, marketing is to create, communicate, and deliver value at a profit in a sustainable manner. Mm. And I believe in any business today, marketing should be the forefront um, of, of, of everything they do, from their vision to their mission. Um, and this is where you create value. And at the same time, you need to see the big picture of how marketing is an investment, not a cost. 100%. And how is this translated into the commercial plan or to the annual strategic plan? Listen, you told me the other day that marketing now as a new terminology is no longer marketing, it's uh, growth. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people are considering, you know, marketing to be more of a growth um, uh, and more into innovation. So you see a lot of titles moving from chief marketing officers to chief growth officers oh, nice. because they need to justify everything they're investing and what is the return on investment and what is the return on the objective for them to find enablers to grow the business and to ensure top-line quality growth. 
I totally agree with you. And it's really sad how, com- how sometimes companies, they start the whole business, they focus on the logistics parts, the operations parts, and then they don't focus, they don't even consider marketing at the beginning. And then they ask themselves, why we're not selling? Uh-huh, because you don't have a marketing strategy. It's so, true. so it's really sad. They yeah. don't think of it as an investment. And they I- want everything fast, although marketing takes time, branding takes time. Uh, but it will, it will, it will, re- uh, it will show us always uh, a return on investment. Absolutely, and this is where you need to continue um, changing course as and when needed um, in terms of finding proper KPIs and, and and trying to see how you are part of the commercial plan um, and how the com- the marketing will drive uh, the commercial plan. Uh, this is where I've had opportunities where I've actually you know a lot of you know we were uh, exposed. So building the plans and building the strategy and how that generates to incremental sales, incremental revenue to definitely create value and improve your bottom line. But that's why equity is so crucial because equity is brand value. Uh, and this is where you really want your consumers, how they see you and how they perceive you and how much they're willing to pay a premium, uh, especially if you want to continue going up in prices. Akram, uh, Pepsi has a high brand equity, but why do they still invest heavily in promotion? They have high brand awareness. Right. They have huge distribution. Tell me more. Why do we see such such big budgets on their promotions? Uh, and I'm sure anyone you meet on the street, you tell them Pepsi. They know it's a it's a it's a beverage. It's a refreshment. It's a soda. Yeah. There's there, there's a couple of um, you know big brands today. <clears throat> even if they have enjoys enjoy top uh, very strong awareness or very strong top of mind awareness, but they need to continue evolving and verbalizing their brand and to become also in tune with modern times. Uh, and that's also to also improve the brand repertoire and the brand saliency, you know, and to continue being there as, you know, the preferred uh, choice or when it comes to beverages, for example. Um, so these big brands continue to value marketing because marketing is not a sprint. Marketing is actually a marathon. Mm. And, um, and you have consumers that are always evolving with their needs and wants. And you need to find ways to continue being compelling to them and having excellent, excellent storytelling. Mm. And that's why big, big brands continue to evolve. And most of the times they do evolutionary marketing, you know, uh, rather than revolutionary marketing. Uh, some of our uh, audience are our own students. Do you have any advice for them, our marketing students in particular? Do you have any advice for them as something they would consider? before yeah. they get into the market I mean, that's a great after question. graduating? I mean, yes, absolutely. Marketing um, students should always have an infinite growth mindset, um, continue to having a positive attitude, um, and not to worry about the small or setbacks or the small failures, because eventually um, those will be temporary setbacks, but what they need to know is that eventually how they see, they see themselves three to five years down the road. Um, um, and also at the same time, uh, measure everything that you're doing, be curious, have empathy, and try to keep asking why and why and why and ask consumers and think, think of a customer's perspective and mm. think of a consumer perspective and not to worry about the, the, the failures. That's part of the process. I totally agree on the part of be curious, be curious, definitely. They have to be curious and have empathy and the world is changing uh, extremely so fast, fast. Um, and not to also be caught up with what is cool, you know, in terms of technology. Always take a step back, understand what is your brand vision, what is your brand mission, and what is the big picture and how you are actually, whatever you're doing um, is being challenged 
and to challenge yourself to be creative, yeah. um, have the hunger to grow, and willing to pay the price in terms of you know um, challenging yourself. Um, so that's in a nutshell what I would say to marketeers. Great. Thank you so much, Akram. I loved our talk today. Uh, and maybe we could do another episode later on about the future trends of uh, in 2024. We could discuss this later on. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us today. And thanks for watching and listening. Uh, and I will see you in the next one.